Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. Um, tonight on the show, uh, we have one of the most beautiful voices in Milwaukee um, with her self-titled EP that just came out last year, Jane, and uh, her latest single called Grey Zone that she just did with Lucian Parker. Hey! <laughs> we got Jane Joyce in the house. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm peachy. <laughs> uh, what'd you do today? Um, what did I do today? Uh, we went to a coffee shop, read a book. Nice. Did some homework, ate that, some wings. Wow, that's an ideal Sunday. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, that's it really was good. Um, well, it sounds like uh, you've had a day that's really geared up for some uh, Jim Bean bourbon mm -hmm. that we got here. Uh, I actually had a bourbon and ginger before this. Oh. With my wings. Wow. Just okay. to like make sure I was. Ready. Sure, yeah. yeah, just to, you know, get yourself in the zone while you're about to have some more. And uh, we, we have uh, a can of diet citrus drop um, that we're gonna mix. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how this is gonna go, but... Oh, um, Lord. Yeah. Are we gonna mix it, or are we just gonna, like... I will. You can, you don't have to what? if you don't want to. Okay. Um, you can taste mine a little bit. Um, okay. Otherwise, I don't know how we do, like, <laughs> no, maybe. I just don't really Oh boy, I wonder what this is going to be I don't do like. liquor. It no. might be good. You don't do liquor? You're normally mm. beer. <sighs> wow. <laughs> that looks and tastes like piss. Oh god. Uh, but, okay. guess I'm uh, drinking piss tonight. Kind of sounds like Miller Lite. Oh no, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't taste Miller Lite. I know a good Miller Lite. That ain't it. Yeah, you can just take I'm that. I'm going to drink it straight. That's okay. But you can use this. Great. You can <laughs> well, you can chase with this if you'd like. All right. Um, so um, I recently saw you at a company brewing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's a beautiful show. Thank you. You did wonderful. That was fun. Yeah, I was um, also glad I got to get an interview with it, an interview with you in, because uh, I point. I was drunk as shit that whole time. <laughs> I was asking you questions. Wow. But. Still constructed a pretty solid article you the next did. day, I thought. Thank you me. constructed a great article. Thank you. Well, you also, I didn't even realize you were drunk oh, at that point. Damn, I, can, I guess I'm... Uh, you pulled it off pretty well. I guess I'm composing myself mm -hmm. a little better than I used to. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you did a... You were wonderful. Um, and um, I'm excited to kind of see where, you know, you continue uh, expanding on... Uh, the the foundation that you've made with uh, this EP and mm -hmm. uh, your last song, um, mm -hmm. Gray Zone. So, um, I guess uh, you want to talk a little bit about what is happening in your artistic career yeah, right now. Definitely. Um, so I am. I'm not the type of artist who's trying to perform a lot right now. Sure. Or at least that's not the section of my career I'm in right now. Sure. I'm a lot more focused on writing, creating molding for the future mm -hmm. um so i've been writing a lot the last year in 2018 or the last half of 2018 i invested a lot in myself mm -hmm. and i set up like a little recording spot within my own house cool. um so now i have the ability to like if i am inspired i can at 3 a.m when i wake mm -hmm. up i can wake up and record it on the spot solid that's yeah. that's ideal yeah it's awesome um 
Shout out to Genesis Renji for teaching me how to do all of that. Yeah, shout out House Renji. House um, Renji. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't do that right. He, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's a friend of the show. Um, love, love Genesis to death. Love his energy. Mm -hmm. um, do you, uh, you, is it just you that uses your little uh, home, home studio space or do you let other people use it too? Not yet. Um, once I'm better at recording, once I have more practice under my belt, um, I'm also learning how to mix and all that. Once I have that all my, under my belt, I'm mm -hmm. going to start branching out and, you know, recording other artists and use that as another form of income for myself. Help myself go. transfer more into a full-time artist role. Yeah. Um, but at this point, it's just me. And mm -hmm. honestly, I love it. Um, I really, really like being able to have mm -hmm. that space myself. Totally. Mm -hmm. I feel that too, you know. I, you just got to have your cave that, yeah. that you can create in. You can just like close the door and oh. it's your spot. No one's going to barge in. If anything, they're going to knock first and you can help right. them away. <laughs> yeah. If anything, they're going to ask, <laughs> they're going to ask you, uh, if, um, you know, you, uh, pay the energy bill. Uh, I like pay, my, I'm in charge of the energy bill, so I pay it. Oh, there yeah. you go. Sure. I, uh, <laughs> I'm in charge of the internet bill of my house. Oh yeah. That's yeah. my roommate. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's usually like delegate who does what, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, my, usually, like, when my roommates and I are, like, when we're all home and just, like, we don't really have that much interaction with each other when we're all kind of, like, you know, at home. We're usually just, like, in our rooms, just doing, you know, in our own little worlds. Mm -hmm. But then every, like, you know, once in a while, we all kind of, like, you know, come, our worlds come together in the lit. Yes. Just like that. Sometimes things people say will like remind me of a song. That is an that's awesome. I mean, that's an amazing instinct to have. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I kind of have like a Tourette's radio in my head. I feel that. What it feels like. Yeah. What was stuck in your head today? Oh jeez. Um. I don't know if I've asked anything stuck in my head yet today. It's been a pretty quiet day in, oh, wow. in my head. Nice. Well, you did have your you were having your little coffee shop book time. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, that, that probably definitely calms it down. But on my year, I was jamming to some Justine Sky. Do you know her? Oh, I can't say I do. Oh my gosh, my favorite song is uh, "Know Myself." Oh okay. You uh, probably like. Heard me sing I, it to the crowds on my Instagram story. Quite possibly have. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I'll get into that. Uh, you know, when I go home, back into my cave. And that, <laughs> see, that's what I do. Is I'm listening to all the shit that people say and talk about. Like that, I feel like I should know, but I just for some reason don't. So it's like I always go home and like do all the shit that yeah. people reminded me that like you know I should listen to or should do. It's the opposite of me. I go home and I like put my phone on airplane mode mm. or do not disturb at least that's smart though you, yeah. you honestly i should do that more like whenever i'm with people i always oh it's like a really bad anxiety thing for me like whenever i'm like hanging out with people i have to keep my phone on do not disturb really yeah like when i'm getting coffee with somebody i it's the most thoughtful anxiety like habit <laughs> i have to well it, it's because like i get so anxious about like if like my phone is going off like like or like constantly like buzzing when i'm with wow. somebody i get really inclined to like touch it or look at it but so 
what I do is like if I'm like talking to you right now, mm -hmm. like if like my phone was on the table, like I would have it like face down on the table so I couldn't see it or get tempted to look at it. Yeah, I so see. that like I have my you have my full undivided attention. Hey. That's better than the opposite, because I've been with some people who literally just, like, cannot get off of their phone, yeah. and I just feel like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, you know yes, you are. Okay, okay. Please do. <laughs> we are obscene <laughs> right. here on Mr. Okay. Nice Guy. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but yeah, like, some people are just attached to their phone, and that's their number one priority, yeah. and it's like... Wow, do you not know how to talk to another human? It's such a source of anxiety when you're just constantly just glued to your phone and like scrolling through your feed on social media. It's like, it's just such a catalyst for worrying about everything you're not doing or comparing yourself to others. You miss the moments of life. That too. That See, that's, a th and that's the other flip, the other uh, part of it is, yeah, you're just not paying attention to what's around you, mm -hmm. not being in the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I, I've just, I'm not, I've never been a multitasker and it's like, I can't like text and also like talk to somebody. And a lot of people like say that they can do that, but it's really in one ear out the other. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. And I would hate, like, I just hate feeling like I'm doing that. So yeah. that's, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's nice to just like kind of just put your phone down keep like, just put it somewhere where you're just not gonna like where it's not in reach, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah just do this your own staycation thing. that I'm on. There you like, go. Honestly, like, have not been on social media or like even talking to really anyone other yeah. than like my core house people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your yeah. your period of like enlightenment where you're just you're doing all the things that like you wish you could be doing that don't involve your phone and. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, there's, there's obviously merit to, like, social media and having a phone, but there's also, it's like, it's almost like we're so, it's almost like our default to be looking at it for validation. And Real physical human connection is more valuable and more powerful, but people have just forgotten about it. Yes. Yeah. But, like, once you force yourself away from technology... Or if you find, if you're luck, lucky to find someone who, you know, you don't even think about it, but mm. like moves you away from that yeah. and into the moment, that's even more powerful. Well, maybe not more powerful, but it's a lot easier yeah. <laughs> than forcing yourself away from technology, like having the discipline to do that. But totally. um, it's awesome. Or when people, when people like are at concerts and they just like, Snapchat the entire show. Oh my gosh, I saw the video of who was it? Blueface? Like, oh yeah, it was the thought song. <laughs> sure, yeah, Tatiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thought song, right? Um, Tatiana. <laughs> so it was like a video of that concert, and that's like the top song right now. Right. Top, and that's like a song that you would dance to in a club. Nobody was dancing, everyone was just like filming it, filming it. It was the creepiest thing. I, th I felt like I was watching Black Mirror. Loki. Yeah. It's like... Loki. Loki. <laughs> it's... It's... Yeah, it's like... You know... When people were enjoying concerts and, you know, the decades prior... Like, that's not... People just didn't do that. It's like... It was all about... You know, the, the people that filmed the show were getting paid to do it. 
and it's like that's what you see on like yeah. YouTube and shit. But it's like now, everyone just like wants their entire world. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, everyone wants their entire like world to see that. Oh my God! Like this is who I'm seeing right now. Like I'm, I'm like doing something so awesome by being yeah. at this show. And it's like, I mean, I like to Snapchat like. If I'm at a concert, I like to Snapchat, like, a little, a tiny little clip of it. Just, yeah. just so people, like, can see that, like, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing this right now. This is what I'm seeing. Like, it's fun. Yeah. But it's, like, the people that just, like, You're have missing it, the, real, the real concert. Yeah. You're missing the real experience. The people that do it the entire time. Yeah. And it's, like, did you I even actually I just saw Mariah recently. But, oh, my God, that was amazing. Mm. That whole night was amazing. Yeah. Where? But she's... It was at the Miller High Life Theater. Oh, sure. Um, it's an underrated spot, actually. It is an underrated yeah. spot. I saw Trevor Noah do stand-up there. I was at the same show. Oh, my God. Like, two, yes. three years ago now? Yeah. Oh, wait. No. I was like, at, recently. Oh, it was <laughs> like, like, two months ago. When I saw it, it was like three years ago. Oh, damn. No, I was at the one where he was just here. Yeah. Um, that might, might have been at the Riverside, actually. But... Yeah, the Mariah concert was amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm a huge Mariah fan. Um, and I have a cousin. Her name's Lauren. She passed away last year of, from cystic fibrosis. Oh, yeah. And her, she was a singer when she had lung capacity. Mm-hmm. But cystic fibrosis kind of yeah. ruined that. But she, Mariah Carey was one of her biggest idols. Yeah. And Mariah had never performed in Milwaukee before. Really? So this last, the show that I went to was the first time she was ever in Milwaukee. Wow. And it just so happened to be on the one year anniversary of my cousin's death. Oh my goodness. Like, Dude. (laughs) So me, my two cousins, or her her two best friends from high school, and then another cousin of mine, we bought like real nice tickets. Yeah. And went and like, we had dinner, celebrated Lauren's life, went to Mariah. It was amazing. That's beautiful. And Mariah did really well. Like everyone, I feel like people have to hate on her, but she's actually an amazing musician. Yeah. I I believe it. I I can't even really speak to it because it's like, I... I'm not super familiar with Mariah Carey's music. I hate to uh, like, I hate to say I just I'm not really good at listening to a lot of pop music I personally. Feel, yeah. Like I've always been like super into like all the underground shit. But mm-hmm. but thank you for telling sharing that story because I'd love I need to clearly just check out Mariah Carey more. She's nineties classic. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so so um so Kind of like um, reeling a lot of this into um, to Mr. Nice Guy is uh, so we talk about love and fear on this show, and I like to I like to kind of explore an artist's mind creatively based on how you know with how they have like acted as an artist out of love and out of fear you know how they've expressed themselves in that way and. I'm particularly interested in, you know, some of the material you've been working on lately. Um, You, a lot of your songs have themes of empowerment and, like, owning yourself as, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, as uh, a woman in a creative scene, Mm -hmm. in a male-dominated industry. And particularly your last, your latest single, Grey Zone, um, that was actually the song that, I asked you about uh, when I when I talked to you after the company show was 
the song that has the lyric God is a woman in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been hearing that phrase a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And I know I asked you that night, like, kind of what that means to you, but yeah. I want to, like, kind of um, expand more yeah. on that, on just kind of, like, what was going through, you know, your your mind in terms of, like, the, the thematic material of that song. Hmm. That song is, I think, like, honestly, it's, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm all for uh, the verbal crutches. I do many so, of myself. With that song, it's like, if I could describe the, the like an emotional moment that it represents to me, it's like when you're in a situationship mm-hmm. with someone, undefined, could be complicated, yeah. could just be kind of unknown yeah. what the other side is, that complexity, that confusion, that cloudiness, and the emotional frustration that it causes. Mm-hmm. So that's like that emotion that I was feeling that I was writing about. Um, kind of saying like give me your love like what are you afraid of like why won't you tell why won't you just say what you're feeling why don't I know what you're feeling like what's going on like I obviously care I might be too afraid to say something but I'm trying to hint at it but maybe I shouldn't hint maybe I should just say it but why won't you say it (laughs) that kind of thing oh I been, you know? I've been there before many times. Yeah. I've been in many of these so-called situationships where you have some, you do have an obvious emotional connection with somebody, but mm-hmm. it's like you're almost, you're terrified of like a label or like, you know, taking it to the next or step. Or what the label would do to you. Right, like, yeah. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, but the God is a woman line, I mean, yes, I, I think... Just like you, I'm hearing it everywhere now, and it could mean many different things for people. Specifically, what it means for me in that song is when you get to the point where you want someone long-term, at least speaking for myself, it's going to be a relationship of divinity, if that makes sense. Sure. Where... I want a man who is devoted to the higher the higher being as much as I am. Mm-hmm. Like, women have a healing power. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're in that moment of confusion with this other person, personally, myself, it's just like, I want to take care of you. Like, I want to give you my love. I want to make you feel comfortable and safe and, like, happy. And I want to help you grow. And I want you to do the same for me. If you would just open up and talk to me and accept it, like you would see yeah. that God is a woman. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. That's what that kind of means. Totally. Cause you, and you also added um, that it's something that I, you know, you really got me, uh, it stuck with me, what you said to that question when I asked you, was that men know the power of like love and comfort that a woman is capable of mm-hmm. and uh, that is so true <laughs> like that is 
so valid to so many of the close relationships I have with women in my life, whether it be my mother or just various, you know, just, you know, relationships I've been in in the past or platonic friendships that yeah. I have with women. Like, like many of the women in my life are some of the most, like, comforting, validating, just overall, like... Um, sensible nurturing. yet nurturing sure and just sensible people yeah. that I feel like I can come to if I need feel like I need to be vulnerable about something or I you know feel like I you know I'm if I have like conflicted feelings of, about myself like in from the scope of like you know how how men feel and think and like I have some kind of confliction that like I'm not totally convinced that like other like men like like my bros if you will will understand fully mm -hmm. like I know that you know there's women that I can confide in in my life that would understand to a greater degree even if they don't understand I feel like they're more it's more likely that they'll be able to empathize. Yes, yes. Just sympathize. Empathize is when you bend through it. Sympathize is when you can just... You can see where someone is coming from. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I owe that so much to my mom. Like, damn, my mom... God is my mom. <laughs> if I know a God that's a woman, it's, right. it's my mom. Because she's just been there for me through thick and thin. It's, like, literally, like, yeah. saved my life on multiple mm -hmm. occasions. And... And it, I don't want to, like, I don't want it to come off like I'm trying to say God is a certain gender. Oh, no, 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 like, no. I mean, God is, I mean, it's it comes down to the... God is many things. God is many, yeah, exactly. God is many God things. is you, God is me, God is everywhere. God, exactly. Like, um, wow, I just called myself God. <laughs> <laughs> On camera. Right. Wow. wow. We're going to remember that one. Um, but, but God is everywhere, and God comes in many forms. Exactly. I think that it's also, it's... You know, so many men have just, like, they've forsaken that. Or they've, like, just, they don't value, you know, the love and power of the women in their lives. You know, or at like, least outwardly. Yeah. Or, like, or, like, they're, they're, like, they don't know how to, like, express it or, or yeah. recognize it. I blame it. a lot of that on our society. And the craziest thing is I also blame that a lot on how moms raise their sons. Yeah. Like sure. How how the so? The way that <laughs> the way that boys are raised, like you that that goes to the saying like, oh, boys will be boys. Like no, boys will be how you raise them to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Like if you yeah. raise a boy to clean and help around the house, he will most likely be a wonderful, helpful husband yeah. <laughs> or partner right, yeah. to whoever he wants to be with. If you raise a boy to be respectful and open the door for people, respect his elders, you know, like, mm -hmm. that's how he's going to act. Yeah, If absolutely. you coddle a boy and if you baby him and give him whatever the hell he wants, and that's for both genders, like, no matter girl or boy. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with emotions. I think a lot of the reason why women have the power is because historically, like, Thousands of years, for thousands of years, we've always been the home builder, yeah. the 
home take right. the caretaker, the the source of um, and the man comfort. is the breadwinner. Yeah, and and for a lot of time, for a long time, like that was necessary. Like the men would go hunt, you know, and they would fight because the women needed to be with the children. Yeah, that made sense. I mean, times are changing, but it's still at the core. Like there's still instinctively that energy behind it. Yeah, but the way that you raise men can like also make it not so like. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> that I do. <laughs> no, it does. I, yeah. I, 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 100%, like, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like, it's like how so many, like, boys are conditioned that, or, like, they're taught to, like, value the conquest in, like, you know, getting as many girls as possible. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Especially in, like, middle school and high school, that is push on guys right and i and i speak to it because i i like fed into that a long time where like i looked to my i looked i looked at my like my own value Mm -hmm. based on like you know can i you know can i uh am i attractive to to girls like am i capable of you know of like you know getting with girls and stuff like yeah. that and and it's like that really eats away at you as a mm-hmm. uh, as an adolescent boy I'll tell you mm-hmm. that because like, like that. <laughs> in middle school like I was a fucking insecure wreck because I thought that like you know I I just felt like I was looking at myself yeah through the eyes of a woman of like you know a girl that like I had a crush on and could only think that like wow this guy's a creep or this guy is awkward and unattractive and has no style and i still fight those thoughts i'm like yeah that's just like anxiety i i didn't feel confident so like after high school loki like a few years after high school is when Mm. i like grew into myself yeah because i i mean I'm an athletic build. I'm not like the typical. I'm not like back when I was in high school. It was like you look like Abercrombie if you want to look popular. I'm not an Abercrombie girl. Mm-hmm. If anything, I might be American Eagle, but <laughs> no. <laughs> but still a fit, right? <laughs> no, but high school, middle school, grade school, all of it. It's just like uncomfortable. Yeah. And kids are mean. Right. And teenagers and are mean. They are, and. I think that boys and girls at that age go through it kind of differently because, mm-hmm. like, you know, for men, it's like what we were yeah. saying earlier about, like, the conquest that, like, you know, you have to be, like, you have to work as hard as you possibly can so that you're desired by women. And for girls, it's like they're taught these beauty standards mm-hmm. that teach them... You have to look a certain way. ...in order to be desired by boys. Yeah, and, like, I didn't have my first boyfriend until after high school. Really? Yeah, and as a as a girl from high school, it was like, am I not cute? Like, why the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that it's kind of kind of the same thing. Like, girls aren't pressured to like get a ton of guys. We're actually pressured to have like a low number. Yeah, you know, right, like right. if you're not a low number, you're probably a slut. Yeah, those conflicting forces. But threads, yeah, if you like aren't getting asked out, oh. Maybe you need to be skinnier. Maybe you need to, like, wear makeup. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So, it's it's weird how how it's, like, opposite oh, yeah. but the same. For me, it was, like, you have to play sports. You have to be athletic. Yeah. So, I tried to play lacrosse for a year. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> it, was a, it was terrible. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> I, yeah, and 
Also, axe. You're uh, you're you're taught as a, as a 13, 14 year old boy. Oh, you're yeah. taught to wear axe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like if anything, I use that. I I only have like a can of axe in my room to like, you know, if Air I feel freshener. right, right. If I feel like my room like smells off for whatever reason, it's like axe. <laughs> oh God. I know. I I hate to even admit oh. that, but but. Like. <laughs> But no, it's, it's like these things, and but the thing is, it's like these company. Oh my God! Thank you so much. How thoughtful. Um, these companies and like the media and all of that, like they make money profiting off of these yeah. young people's insecurities. Yeah, it's starting to get better. Like it's being there are challenged. Designers and everything, and brands that are like being more, um, you know, flexible in their marketing. Inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah course so talking about like more of um uh do you feel like a lot of these themes of like um so how how did the, the rest of those themes in your music that are present in gray zone um uh where are they present also in in uh, your music like the rest so of my life? music is basically a direct representation of the things i've gone through in my life like that's i write about what i've gone through yeah. i write about things i've experienced the um Self-titled EP, Jane, I started writing that towards the end of my last relationship and finished writing it after I had already gotten out of that last relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I was with someone for about five years, on and off. Wow. And so on the self-titled EP, you've got bikes, um, knives, sweets, and wake up, which features Genesis. Um, I love Knives. It's probably my favorite song, personally. So that's kind of a funny story, <laughs> how, I, how I wrote that. Um, knives, I was, I was living in Bayview. My ex and I were living together at the time. And I was doing the dishes. And so I was doing the dishes, like putting things away, blah, blah, blah. And at one point I looked down and I realized I had been just walking around the whole time just carrying a knife as I did everything. Instead of putting the knife away, I was just like walking around casually carrying a knife. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, casually carrying knives. Yeah. And then I just like started thinking of the lyrics mm -hmm. and I went through the beats that I had and wow. it became a song. Um, but it represents like always being prepared to protect myself at the end of the day, like whether it's a relationship, like romantic or platonic. Yeah. Um, always having your own back, pretty much, mm -hmm. whether people know it or not, because the best, the best, be the best defense is one that some of them would see coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So that's kind of what that song is about. Um, and I think I was feeling that for multiple reasons, like, best example would be the relationship and mm -hmm. just like recognizing signs that I needed to, you know, take better care of myself and my needs and my wants. Um, and getting that preparation yeah. ready. Absolutely. Um, and then Bikes was a song that I wrote with a couple of guys who I was in a band with briefly. The brand, the band was called Table for Four. Nice. <laughs> um, we were together for about a year. Um, and we wrote that song together. Personally, it reminds me of, like, it's, it's basically me, like, reminiscing on a childhood crush. And the feeling that it gave mm -hmm. to me. Sweets is me looking forward to the future, knowing that I'm going to find 
that like that sweet one for me like that I know that's gonna come I look forward to it just like me kind of talking about that yeah. and wake up I wrote that on the drive down to, to Chicago to work with false poet he's a producer from Chicago awesome. wake up I was on the way down to Chicago it was before I had ended my relationship um, and it was just kind of me like wake the fuck up realize what you're worth like stop settling for shit yeah. like just cut the cord take the dive scared as crap for what's gonna come but it's gotta be better than what you're going through mm -hmm. um and kind of trying to tell people that like recognize what you're worth look around you see the colors around you do you recognize who you are like you're made up of stars yeah yes you are i can see we're all stars. Made up of stars. Right. Yeah, I can see all the stars on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was the first EP, sure. kind of like reflecting on that part of my life, and then. Um, so how do you feel like the song like made a lot more sense after you did it, or like after? Kind of knew as I was doing it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I that drive down to Chicago was like pretty much the drive where I was like, I need to. I need to talk. I need to stop with this craziness. I need yeah. to be on my own. Sure. Mm -hmm. I respect that. And yeah. I commend you for doing that. Ooh, never, that was tough. Yeah. It's <laughs> never easy. Especially when you live with someone. Yeah. Like, I see. I haven't even been towards there. Towards the end, I was just like, whatever you want, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take it. Well, and I think that uh, I missed my grill, but that's okay. Valid. <laughs> grills are yeah. Yeah. There. There is a. Uh, you know, there are still losses of provisionary stuff like that. But I think that what you said about Knives was particularly profound with how, I guess, women are, how their mind, how their attitudes are towards, like, the men in their lives, no matter what kind of relationship they have with them. It's like, that's, like... That's something that women are consciously preoccupied with, like, very frequently. Well, yeah. And and I know this because, like, when the whole Me Too movement uh, kind of, when it all came to life in October of 2017, I remember seeing various testimonies from many of my women friends mm -hmm. that came forward um, that shared the hashtag and... My response ended up being, I posted a status on Facebook that said, like, I'm proud of all the women that are, you know, important in my life that came forward and everyone else who has, like, you know, around the world. So my question is, what can men do? And I was in a relationship at the time. And I asked my girlfriend, like, I asked her in person, I remember, like, what, like, just what can men do to make, to minimize this, or at least, like, what can they, what are some little things they can do to make it, make women feel more safe, mm -hmm. or more, you know, just so that men, so that they feel like they're more comfortable with, like, the men surrounding them, and, and she made a really, she made a point that, you know, it doesn't matter how well, like, a lot of women might trust certain men in their life or like how long they've known these men. It's like 
sometimes it's like you never, like, they never know, or they... Well, it's, normally, you're assaulted by someone you know. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. I know more women who've been assaulted than women who haven't been assaulted. I... And everyone that I know of yeah. was assaulted by someone that was either, like, a family friend, mentor, yeah. a male, just, like, a friend or whatever. In response to your question, though, I think that the issue isn't, like, like there are good men out there. That's obvious. So the, for the men out there who are, like, who care and who want to, you know, help, just continue being a good friend or try to become a better friend. Um, and not, not saying you have to, like, spend more time with people, but when you're around women, just be aware and, like, I I was at a fashion show a month or two ago, and this guy came up to me just, like, really, really forcing it, trying to, like, hit on me. And um, Genesis actually came up right away. He was like, hey, we got to go do something over here real quick. Um, like, he could just tell from how I was acting. My guy. Good. That I was, like. Hey, good luck, Genesis. <laughs> that I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, him and Obi too, so shout out Obi too. Yeah. She rec- she's my girl. She recognized it too. Um, so just like keeping an eye out for your mm-hmm. people and Yeah. And listening to yes, them. Yes, and listening to them and yeah. I think the craziest thing is like there are so many people who give super quick reasonings or like justifications, like was the girl drinking? What was she wearing? Well, was she flirting with him at all? Yeah. Um, like Every all, time. Yeah. Every single time. So, the what a woman goes through, like, when this happens is, like, the first thing that happened, or at least, I don't know, personally, it's like, you hear it in your head, like, oh, what the fuck did I do wrong? Or, like, what was I saying? Or did I drink? I drank too much. And it creates this, like, shame that makes it even harder to come out and say something because you don't want people to judge you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try to... Yeah. It's crazy. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I know. And I, I but, hear you on that because, like... um, So, like, my at the time girlfriend was saying that like you know she she feels uncomfortable even when like men walk behind her or like even men that you know approach her in like a way that you know where they even if they're appearing to be affectionate it still like makes her uncomfortable because like yeah it's just you know, the personal space is well, is very also, sensitive. And also, typically men are bigger. Like, yeah. <laughs> even if I, like, a lot of men, even if I try to fight, you're probably a lot stronger than me. So unless I have pepper spray, a knife, or a gun on me, yeah, it's going to be kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Unless you have been taught martial arts or self-defense, it's going to be tough. You're not right. going to know what the fuck to do, especially, like, because at the same time, you're, like, what the fuck is going on? You might be in shock even to where you f- feel like paralyzed yeah. um, from fear. 
Um, yeah, there have been a couple situations. Like, I don't know if you remember when Wiz Khalifa was huge before he was mainstream. He came to Summerfest, and it was literally, like, packed from the stage to the to the waves sure, coming yeah. up on the Right, lane. yeah. Um, I believe it. And I remember walking through that crowd, and there were some guys behind me, and one of them just, like, cupped my ass as we were walking through. And I almost elbowed him in the throat. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, get off me. Who are you? Back the fuck yeah, up. Who the fuck do you think you are? Because I don't think you know who I am right, right. Like, Yeah. And that's how fights happen. I've had... Um, I wasn't in the fight, but I was at Summerfest another time. <laughs> um, this was probably in like 2011, 2012, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. But these two guys came up to me and were just like kind of acting weird and talking crazy. And I had a boyfriend at the time. And he was drunk and drinking, so that created a fight, which just blew up. It's like ridiculous. Right. I was in Prague this last fall, and I went out. The last night, um, I was there with my mom, but I went out alone the last night. Mm -hmm. And I was coming home, it was probably like 3 in the morning, I was staying at a hostel, and um, walked up to my hostel door, there were these two like big burly guys, and Prague is the capital of like sex trafficking. So oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's one of the sure. top places for sex trafficking, yeah. so it's definitely like dangerous. It's also one of the top places for pickpocketing, so be careful if you're going there. Um, I didn't have any issues when I was there though. Um, but there were these two big burly guys like walking up to the door at the same time as me, and I was like, oh, "Um, it happened that they were staying in the hostel too, and I felt like an asshole because I like closed the door on them." Yeah. But the fear, like know, it's yeah, real. Of course, I believe <laughs> it's super it. Real. I totally believe it, and like, um, I think that. I think that, like, um, you know, it is, like, it's great that you not only, like, have, you know, you have trusted men that are in your corner that you know will, you know, look up, like, oh, yeah. you know, look after you, like, have your back if mm -hmm. you're ever in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, but... Also, like, from an artistic point, like, it's great that you're making music about this, too. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if there's one way that, you know, it, I mean, there's, there's many ways, but, like, it, it's, it's a, it's a, an especially effective way to, like, really get a message out if it's through an art form. I, I think that at the end of the day, like, it, it can be said that, you know, you know, sometimes you question, like, who you can trust at all. Yeah, like, it's about learning who your real friends are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I... Pretty yeah, much. yeah. no, I, I did yeah. that. I, I, I asked myself that every single day, sometimes. But it's been cool how my music has kind of... Or how my writing and has, like, transformed through the times. Because after I got out of my relationship, I have some girlfriends who met me through my ex, like, when I was in a relationship, and who I'm still friends with now, and they've, like, said... Like, oh my gosh, it's crazy how much you've blossomed or, like, really, like, grown into yourself since you became single. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that way. Like, it has been the most empowering, passionate time of my life. 
um, being able to dedicate all of my time to what I want and what I need. And it's really shown through in my music, too. Mm -hmm. um, Gray Zone was one of the examples. But um, another cool thing is I've, I've always been one to write about situations after they've ended, reflecting on it, kind of like talking about it in a past tense. Mm -hmm. And for the first time ever, I wrote a song, like, in the moment of feeling that emotion. Yeah. And it was <laughs> the most powerful experience. It was also the first song I've ever recorded on my own in my home studio. So. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So I can see my, like, my process and my music transforming and growing with me as an individual, which is really cool. That's awesome. It feels good. Yeah, totally. Um, do you feel um, a new project is possible in, you know, in the next year? Like, like a oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not one to create with a project as an end goal, but it's more so I'm just like creating as much as I possibly can. And once I have a good vault, then I'll, you know, I can figure out what I want to release. Um, but who knows? I might surprise you guys with a single. Oh, boy. Well, we love surprises here <laughs> at Mr. Nice Guy. Um, and Jane. Okay, the lights here so you should, oh. like, yeah. um, okay. sit, stand behind the chair. Yes. That way. Well, okay. <laughs> Man, this, <laughs> this, uh, this, this, this bourbon really, like, got to my head. <laughs> um, all right, Jane, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Yeah. Oh, Lord. A lot of things. I just want to give people my love. That a lot of times keeps me up at night. Yeah. Making sure people feel happy. But other times, the music. I just want to write and create. Those 3 a.m. do nothing else. Those 3 a.m. self-sessions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm usually asleep by 10 p.m. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> I respect that. What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Oh, jeez. Um, anything. I love sleep. I could pretty much... An airplane puts me to sleep. A car ride puts me to sleep. Nice. Um, some nice smooth jazz. There you go. You have... Uh, and my candles. So many, ca so many catalysts that uh, knock yeah. you out. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> good. At least, at least you have that. This video makes me look really short. What's that? I feel really short. Oh, there we go. Okay. okay. That's yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, we'll see you next time for Jane and I. Um, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>